Hello and welcome to One for the Road. I'm Cameron Washington. I'm with Randy Schlichting and Bob Carter at Perimeter Church. This morning, we are going to try and encourage our new officers of the wisdom as we go into our new ministry year. So, new ministry year, just ordained our next class of elders. How many elders have we ordained? Well, 51 officers all together. 51 officers, 38 elders. So, Bill Belichick, every year, team comes in, you start back to the basics. Right. Okay. All right, so uh, I love that, Bill Belichick. So we don't get to say Vince Lombardi anymore, do we? Which has to pass the age and stage. Pass the age, and now it's Belichick. Um, Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking about... uh, you know, here we've ordained new officers, but really, this is something that's applicable to every every officer, including uh, including deacons as well, because our deacons are involved to some degree, and not to some, in many degrees, in shepherding our people. So, uh, when we think about beginning this new year, uh, Randy, <laughs> I'm passing the buck to you, but I mean, just if we think about the big picture of what it means to be a shepherd. And I'll respond to, but you think about the big picture of being a shepherd of, of the flock of God. What, what 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 do you think about? What comes to mind? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I think I'd say first this, and this just is coming to me as we're talking, uh, the concept of a, of a light touch, a light touch. Because mm-hmm. I think if our shepherds, our elders, get too deep anywhere, sand, right. and or it's like... Um, They'll get distracted. Mm. So somehow they need to say, okay, um, I don't know if, you know, I'm, I'm not a Belichick fan, frankly. I'm, I'm an Aaron Rodgers Packer fan. But <laughs> he has this ability to look at the field right. and mm. say, this is going on here. This is going on over there. I need to do this here. And there's some strategic thinking to what's happening in the next, not just the next play, but maybe the next four, five, six plays. So as a shepherd... For a guy to say, okay, it's September. What does October and November look like? Who are my people? I'm not going to connect with all of them on this very day. There are things that are going to happen, and how do I space that out? And, and this is going to sound like a bizarre example, and then I'll, I'll let you talk, but um, <laughs> this is how cheap I am, too. So I get in the mail this coupon for a Great Clips haircut for $9.50. It's on sale, special, normally 15 bucks. But it expires the end of September. Now I got this at like the end of August, mid mid to end of August. And I just got my haircut. So I thought, dang, I can't use this coupon. So what I did was, this is my OCD coming out here. I put on my calendar September 28th, <laughs> get a haircut and don't forget to use the coupon. I got the coupon in my bag. So the, the question for our elders and deacons is, okay, is there something you need to do on the 28th of September? Right. It's, it's probably call somebody. Right. Put it on your calendar, your reminder, or whatever. Space it out. Don't feel like you need to swallow the whole thing in the first week of this new ministry year. Right. Pace yourself as we go forward. That, that I think, would be the first thing I'd say. Yeah, and I think about with the, uh, particularly our new guys, and I'm, I'm grateful to one of our new guys who just uh, gently pointed it out to me that you know, we can get so much in the weeds about what about this, what should I do here, you know, what about this membership 
appointment? What, you know, what do I do in this case? Or what about this spiritual care case? What do I do here? What about praying in this? What about this and all that? And uh, there's a sense in which you can just be so overwhelmed with all that. But the reality of, of uh, caring for people, loving people, uh, which is at the heart of this, that God has called you to shepherd, to love these people. And then how can I love them? How can I demonstrate? You know, how, how can the Lord use me to love them? And start there. And, you know, these things, we figure them out as we go along. And some, you know, obviously there's some things we don't figure out necessarily, but we, uh, we have to, uh, th- that's the beauty of the brothers in Christ as we come alongside and help one another. But just said big picture of uh, loving your loving your flock mm-hmm. and uh, that's 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 so applicable for our new guys and our old guys as well and that is you know, are you loving yeah the other thing I'd say that came to mind is and again you use the football analogies the Olympic analogies all that kind of stuff right. is are you choosing to learn something new this year and for some of you, you may say no I'm not I'm not gonna learn anything new okay uh, and you could be okay with that, not learning anything new. Uh, I guarantee you, Aaron Rodgers learned something new. Uh, the track guys who swam with the swimsuit guys, and the swimsuit guys, the swimming guys, they learned something new about a suit or this, that, that helped them move the ball forward a little bit. So to think, okay, I do want to learn something new. How would I go about doing that? And again, it doesn't. you don't need to read the Encyclopedia Britannica or you know everything from Aristotle or Augustine or whatever before you learn something. It could be. You know, I'm going to find a good website that has good, you know, th- things on it that could be helpful. You know, Bob, I often refer you. You send these quotes out from time to time to mm-hmm. people. And, hey, guys, not to overwhelm Bob, but I'd say if you want to get in his quote list, you send him an email, he'll put you on the list. He sends a great quote from time to time. It's like, oh, that's helpful to my soul. It's something new that's coming in. So to be refreshed. Uh, but keep, again, keep it bite-sized because if you try and do a... Um, Spanish this week. It's like, that's not going to happen. You're going to mm-hmm. you know, quit after a short time. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, this is maybe, it, well, it's not maybe, it is putting you on the spot. So what have you learned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, is there anything that you would say this year that, I mean, you look back, where it's very practical, maybe it's mm-hmm. very, you know, uh, uh, you know kind of heady theological stuff or whatever. Is there anything that comes to mind for you personally? Oh gosh, I'd say a couple of things just kind of come to mind right now. Right. I, I've learned, uh, I think I've learned a bit about balance between work, home, personal walk, exercise, particular for me this last year has been helpful. Right. And um, I've learned a bit more about what it means to be a Christian as I'm doing those things. Right. So, uh, and for example, again, I'm not perfect at this at all, but. But I've gotten the habit over the last year or two when we go out to eat at a restaurant asking the waitress how I can pray for him or her. Yeah. And it's just been a learning, and I've never had a waitress say, nope, don't want you to do that. Right. Uh, and I've had some moments where they've teared up and said, thank you so much for, for praying. So I'm learning what does it mean to be a Christian in a winsome way uh, there with my neighbors, with people I have conflict with. I've had some conflict with, not that any of this... It's ever happened to you, but um, like with a cable TV company. 
<laughs> you have conflict with those guys. It, it's just set to have conflict. Yeah. How, how do I act as a Christian exactly. when, when I'm not getting my way here? Right. So uh, I'm trying to learn through that. That's what I say. I mean, what yeah. would you, anything come to your mind? Well, yeah, and, it, and it's not necessarily, it's just something very practical. Uh, and, and I wouldn't say that it applies to everyone here, but for me, what I've learned is that I become aware of, of needs. And like, let's say, for instance, I become aware of needs of people in my flock. And you and I are in a position where we're hearing from a lot of people about needs and, and things like that. Well, what happens to me is it, it's, like, it's, it's like Ryan Lochte. And what I mean by that, Ryan Lochte, it gets a lot of, it's like in your face mm-hmm. and, and you hear about it. And then two mm-hmm. weeks later, it's off the grid, it's off the radar. Nobody right. talks about it anymore. Right. And that's what I find happens sometimes is that, that, you know, I'm intensely involved in some pastoral situation or whatever like that, and maybe with somebody in my flock. And then if I don't, if I'm not giving attention to it, mm-hmm. it's going to go off my grid. Mm-hmm. And so what, I'm, what I've learned just practically for me, much like the thing about your haircut, mm-hmm. I have to put it on my calendar to mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm going to follow up on these particular times with this person mm-hmm. because if I don't write it down and put it down, it just eventually will get out of my peripheral vision. Yeah. So uh, that has to be there. Now, certain things will obviously will get out of your peripheral vision, but I want to make sure in some of these situations that it stays there. And just because of sure volume, it's going to get pushed out of the way unless I just mm-hmm. put it there mm-hmm. and say, okay, on the and, and then for me, this is what I'm doing. On a certain time every week, I'm going to check in with this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe email, phone call, text, or whatever. But I'll follow up with them, and uh, so I have to put it on my calendar. Very practical stuff, you know. Do you find are you at the point ever where stuff comes to you now in your season, and you from the very when it comes to you, you say no, no, I'm not going to. Not going to do that. Not going. Not going to put it on my list. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and how, how do you? I have this kind of need to be liked, or need. I don't know what it is. My own idols, or whatever. Like, if I don't do it, it won't get done. And how do I? That type of thing. So, how do you? If you're not going to do it, you're saying no. Is it just the old Steve Brown thing where he says, "Just tell him no and don't give him a reason"? Or, <laughs> well, I think that uh, what I want to be able to do. Yes, sir. There, there are times that I say no. There. There are times that I want to be able to delegate that to somebody else who, by the way, it's their job to do that, whether they're an employee or whether they're a volunteer, to say that's a part of their role, that's something that they, they need to be doing. So uh, so I had a, I had a, a call from a, an elder. He had one of the members of his flock, and uh, they, they wanted a pastor from the church to come see them in the hospital that afternoon. And I couldn't. I couldn't. I had a previous uh, date and, uh, uh, and that I was involved with. And so uh, and one of the other pastors, I asked him, and I thought, I thought, no, you know, they have an elder, and it's a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so I encouraged that pastor to, uh, to go, and he did. And uh, I had to say no, and I found out later they were a little disappointed that the professional didn't come, mm-hmm. uh, but to me that's okay because I think it's healthy for us to be able to say, "Hey, 
this is that person's role. They're a shepherd. We see them as a pastor. Absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. those are cases where I have to do that, where you give the ministry away and somebody says, well, the, the professional pastor wasn't there. And I'm going, yeah, and... So, yeah, I mean, but you've equipped the saints for the works of service. Absolutely. Way, and that, that's, absolutely. Your, that's your role. Let's bring Cam into the conversation here. Let me introduce Cam to y'all. Cam uh, Washington is uh, on staff as a resident this year with us, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're excited to have him on board. Yeah. We uh, kind of roped him into to doing this podcast with us. Uh, he has a better voice for radio than Bob and I combined, I think. He's along the lines of Steve Brown here, as you'll hear. That's an unfair comparison. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we would love to just have him kind of uh, dance in and out of conversations yeah. as we have him this year. And So tell, give us maybe a bit bit overview of um, maybe what you're learning. You've been on staff for right, a right. month or so. and Right. It's a new ministry year starting up. I, I would say what Bob was saying a little while ago was... Um, the role of shepherding and pastoring in general will crush you if you don't know how to mm-hmm. say no to things. Mm-hmm. Um, being being a newlywed, I see that playing itself out a lot. Not necessarily saying no to my wife, but saying no to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and saying no to good things so that I can make time for things that are really, really important. Um, and the thing you said about balance really spoke a lot too, just because I find it so difficult to leave some of my things at the door when I get home. Mm -hmm. Um, Or not, how do I phrase this well? Not being able to be Christ-like in certain situations because I've allowed stress from, Mm -hmm. from somewhere else to invade into those, into those places that affect my relationships with, my my mom or even my father. Um, I found myself having a conversation with my dad the other day, and what I just from things I had learned from just osmosis being in the process was he was telling me about a certain situation that he was dealing with back in California, and my knee jerk response wanted to be um, on the more firm side. Like I wanted to be brash, mm-hmm. um, and. I think what we've noticed as a staff that a lot of you guys do as our shepherding pastors is that you wait. All of you have this thing where you wait before you speak. <laughs> and it's really funny because a lot of us are looking at you like, are, are you going to interject? But, but I waited for a second and really tried my best just to listen to the spirit in that situation and really trying to okay, what are, you, what are you trying to ask me to do? And I know you're not coming to your son to chastise you. Mm-hmm. That's not what you want out of this situation. So just, so just things like that where I think my natural gifting in being wise and shepherding people has brought me to a point where it's, taking, it's taken its course. Like it's gone as far as it could possibly go. Mm-hmm. Now it's really time to, to have those things refined and sharpened and for me to learn as much as I possibly can these next, you know, two or so years. And that's really hard for me because I'm incredibly prideful and I've been used to being almost the smartest one in the room for so long. Um, now that I'm not, it's really hard for me to sit in meetings and to, um, sit with people who are older than I am spiritually Mm -hmm. and, physically but 
it's just I'm finding those things out. And it's been a hard process only being here for a month. So I don't know how I'm going to, what it's going to be like for, you know, two years of constantly being in that process. And so that, that's been awesome just but to experience that. To say that. that because some wise guy years and years ago told me, he said this, he said, Randy, you know what you're going to say. All, all the words you're going to spell out here, you, you know them already, don't you? I said, yeah, I did. And he said, now, do you know what the other person's going to say? Well, no, I mean, do you really know? No, no you really don't. Mm-hmm. So you can gain knowledge by letting them say everything they want to say. And you right. still have all this knowledge that you can then add or, right. or change or whatever it might be. And you know, Carl Wilhelm is a master at that. He's always the last person to speak. And often now, uh, you have to call upon him. Say, what do you think, Carl? Yeah, and we learned that, I think, from him in, in years mm-hmm. gone by, to, to be slow to speak. And uh, it just, it's, it's, there's an art to it. We still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's many times where you know our tongues are bloody because we want to say so much. But, right. uh, but that's a good look. And I think for you guys listening to, by the way, this will work with your wife. Mm-hmm. If you shut up and let her talk. <laughs> right. That could be your your day could be better. Your right. evening could be better even if you, if you do that. Right. And if you listen to your wife and then speak after that. And sometimes, but by the way, as we said before, she, no, she doesn't want you to fix the problem. <laughs> she just wants you to listen and and be empathetic. You know, so. You know, it's a, and I, and I think, I'm glad you brought that up, Cam, because I think that, um, you know, what we, we have sometimes with our, our officers that we may feel like, hey, we have to have all the answers Mm -hmm. and, uh, really what we're, what is needed is humility. And, uh, I've had such a, so many experiences with officers in our church who, who, who demonstrate, and exhibit that humility. All right. I, I think it was Spurgeon. Somebody may correct me on this, but I think it was Spurgeon. He says, he says, there's, there's about 25%. We're talking about God and Christianity and theology. This is 25%. I just, I really don't know. He said, the problem is, I don't know what 25% that is. <laughs> so, you know, right. I, I think that there's, there's just things as we go along that we just don't really know, but uh, you know, thank God. Thank I thank God we don't know it all because I mean, there's nothing worse than being in a room where somebody they have all the answers, and we don't want officers who, uh, you know, I have all the answers, and therefore any problem I run into is is a nail. You know, it's a nail, and I've I've got the hammer of theology, and I'm going to come mm-hmm. down on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's when we when we're at uh, TFL, we talk about. You know, we want to be theologically astute and pastorally sensitive. Mm-hmm. And so being shepherds of the flock is that way, is we're shepherding people this this coming year, that we are theologically astute. We are growing in our knowledge and love of the Lord. Uh, and knowledge is not a bad thing. It is a good thing. But we're also pastorally sensitive, knowing and having wisdom about when we seek to speak into matters. So, well said, yeah. So I think so far, guys, we said, hey, balance a bit here. Um, learn something new. Try and learn something new. Learn to listen. Be a good, be a good listener before you're a speaker. Yes. Uh, and then maybe uh, one other thing I might say is, I know we're about to wrap up here. We try and keep these podcasts uh, short enough for you to get in, the, in, the, in your car. But um, think about who's around you. Who are the people around you? And, and don't take this as a, as a kind of a infomercial now but 
uh, there are guys around you that we believe or you believe could be future officers here. Yeah. So we're mm-hmm. always looking for that, but but we can't see them because you're you're with them. So begin thinking: Is there one guy that you could say, ah, I think maybe so, and maybe you you engage with them, spend a little time with them, whatever it might be, to help them move along because someone did that for you, way back when. Someone said to you, Hey, how about you? So if you begin thinking about that too, and then passing names along. Uh, to your area pastor, that would be very, very helpful. Do you want to talk about that, Bob, kind of in closing the, the, the maybe TFL, OCC, and then also the November? Yeah, program. and in fact, uh, you all probably saw an email from me coming to you recently uh, because the process that we have now is that uh, we, we get recommendations for people to, well, first off, what we seek to do is to get people into to TFL and uh, then we, we ask for recommendations from you all and others as well, but uh, you all are, are, are primarily our, our first line here of, 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 of guys that you're working with in discipleship, maybe connect group, you're working in ministry with, you've worked alongside, that you would say, hey, we'd, I think this guy's a, a, a future officer. And so we want to get him into officer candidate class. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're, they're ready to become an officer right now. But I often use this analogy that it's like somebody that we're recruiting, we want them to pay, play college football, and they may be a sophomore you know, in, in high school, or they may be a junior, or some of them are seniors, and they're gonna, they, they, you know, we're going to recruit them to play next year. But uh, you know, if, you, if you think of somebody, you let us know, and I know some of, many of you are sending me emails about that. But we get them an officer candidate class, and and uh, we feel like it's a, it's a good system right now. It's working well. It's not perfect, but uh, it's working a lot better as we're uh, finding guys that are in relationship with other men. And then did you mention the November? Thing? Yes, and that will be, we will have a breakfast in November uh, for, for men that are interested in officer candidate class. We're going to invite them to that. That'll be uh, Friday, November 11th, and so uh, we'll, we'll try to make mention of that at our officer leadership meetings, but if you know guys that you go, hey, I think they'd be great for the November 11th breakfast, let me know, and uh, we'll, we'll send them an invitation. That's awesome. All right, well, guys, as always, we want to say thank you. Uh, we love you. We're grateful for you. We pray for you. Uh, we're here for you. There may be, out of the hundreds of guys who will listen to this, a couple of you who would say, I'm on the edge. I don't think I can go on. Hmm. Please, please call us, email hmm. us, connect with us, whatever it might be. We, we want to come alongside you. Some of you may need further equipping. There may be an issue, whatever it might be. We, we are here for you to serve you. And uh, we're so grateful for who you are and what you do. So uh, we appreciate you listening in. Uh, we're going to get pro- podcasts out much more regular now that we have Cam on board. So we're excited about that. So we'll be getting those out to you. You can always subscribe on iTunes to One for the Road. And uh, we just hope you'll continue tuning in and then maybe passing it along to our friends. Some of them will be more more stories or, or podcasts that are just helpful in general. Some are specific, as this one was, to, to the role of the shepherd, the elder. But uh, but in either case, hopefully they'll help to you. We love feedback uh, as you want to give it to us also. So thanks so much for listening in. And we will uh, have you listen to us again on the next edition of One for the Road.